I think looking back, it was a lot about trust and using the existing relationships we had with people. I think that was really key to it because having a startup and nothing really in place yet, other than the big vision and mission, and maybe the core three people being the CEO, CMO, CFO, and then having people purely trust in our vision and being committed to that was quite remarkable. Annabelle Ullman went from fashion runways to the holistic wellness scene as the co-founder of The Healing Company. She's shifting the healthcare game from treatment to prevention by building a community of healing brands. She became a certified nutritionist with a fresh perspective to bring holistic healing practices into the everyday health and wellness industry. And now she's sharing her journey to building The Healing Company with us. Coming up, you'll hear how Annabelle went from model to entrepreneurista and building her business. She shares her company's acquisition strategy to bring holistic wellness to more people. Annabelle shares her process and advice for raising venture capital. And finally, how she prioritizes her mental and physical health. This is the Entrepreneurista Podcast, presented by Socialfly. It's the best business meeting you'll ever have with must-hear real-life looks at how leading women in business are getting it done. And what it takes to build and grow a successful company. It's beyond the gram. With no filters. No limits. And plenty of surprises. Annabelle, we are so excited to sit down with you and hear all about your Entrepreneurista story today. Growing up, did you always know that you wanted to start your own business one day? I think, to be honest, I was always a quite independent thinker. And I was always looking for alternative solutions rather than following the conventional route. And I always really relied on my intuition. And so that was really important to me. And I think really early on, I I saw my sisters graduating from school and then going to university following like this conventional way of like the life that you have to live basically, and then finding a job. And both of them actually came back from university and they were so, I think they were so lost. They felt like they didn't really do the thing that they wanted to do. They didn't know which job to take on because they weren't really passionate about what they were studying. And so I was like, why would I even do that if I'm not sure what I want to do with my life? Like, why would I just go and study? For me, that was like a waste of three years. And so I really had to fight actually against my family and my parents in particular. But I always knew like, I first want to see the world. I want to meet new people. I want to kind of figure it out my own way. And so that already came pretty early on. And I think It's never really easy, obviously, to start a business, especially if you've never done it before. But for me, it was all learning by doing. And I had incredible mentors and partners along the way who really taught me a lot and it helped me and guided me in the right direction. What was your first business and how did you get the idea for it? Like very much at the beginning, looking back, I was modeling for quite some time, eight years in total. And I was traveling the world. That was my first job. I did it because I just wanted to be independent, learn about new cultures. I was really a curious young woman. And it got into a place where I got like, where I was physically and mentally suffering from it because obviously there is an immense pressure that you're facing as a model in order to fit in certain aesthetics. 
And I had like stress-induced chronic migraines. I got anxiety. And I really found relief through Eastern medicine. And this ultimately led me to become a certified nutritionist, which I did then for one and a half years. And I did a focus on gut health. And then I got introduced by a friend to medicinal cannabis. And he told me that I should try that for my migraines and anxiety. And I was really stigmatizing it. And so I didn't have any trust in the product at all. But um, I decided to do my research because I didn't no longer wanted to take pharmaceutical drugs that had such bad side effects. And I went back to Germany. I was able to treat myself with it. And I started a medicinal cannabis company with two other founders of mine. And it was incredible to see this, this benefit it had for so many people and the feedback we got. And I decided though that I wanted people like myself who were like suffering from everyday ailments like anxiety, like migraines to also have access to it. And so I started a direct to consumer brand in CBD. And I also went into functional uh, mushrooms because I was obviously very aware at that point about all the alternative ways of healing out there. Got certified as a yoga instructor in India. And this really like led me to going deeper into this world of integrated healing. And this re- opened up the door to the healing company because I saw that it's such a huge and fragmented market, especially the nutraceutical industry, the supplement industry. And so I wanted to help founders like myself so they can have a greater impact because a lot of founders are extremely passionate about their product and practice like I was, but I didn't have the capabilities to really scale my business to the next level. And so that's how really the healing company came to life. When you had this idea to now create the healing company, because you saw these problems with how do you scale these, you know, smaller smaller health brands, because it does take a lot of money and infrastructure and you need to be able to reach enough people. And I don't want to say going against like the big pharma industry, but a little bit. And we could definitely definitely talk about that because it's hard if you're sharing messages. I even see on, you know, Instagram, a lot of these companies, if you're sharing these messages that are against what you're seeing in the mainstream media, like you need a lot of money to be able to to be able to counter a lot of those messages and share some of these things that are working, yeah. but the messages aren't getting out there. So you know, have this idea and you see the problem. How did you develop your plan to put together ultimately now what the healing company is? And for those that aren't familiar with the healing company, you know, can you share more of a background on, on what you've now created? Yeah, so I can share a little bit about the background, obviously. The, so the healing company, we have a roll-up strategy where we buy and build the companies and we acquire companies in the health and wellness space. And our aim is it to really bring integrated healing to the world and help millions of people improve their quality of life. And this really happened and it was compelled by like the global healthcare crisis. Because if we look at our healthcare system, it's completely broken. 95% of spend is going on treating sickness, even though 90% of illnesses are actually preventable. And so we felt like we had to shift this paradigm from treatment to prevention. And we felt it was extremely important to give people this place of knowledge. And we're hoping to do this by by building a community of powerful healing brands and really identifying and acquiring those out there that can have an incredible reach and impact with their healing products and practice. And we're uniting those brands with their expertise and their products with our expertise in growing high impact brands and businesses through storytelling, escomers, 
distribution, international relationships. And yeah, we're looking for synergies in between the brands to really build like an ecosystem. And we want to be like, we want to meet our customers on their, on every part of their journey towards a healthier life. That is really, really incredible. Can you share some of the past companies that you've bought and how you've been able to help them? We have done two acquisitions. So our first acquisition has been Your Super, which is a leading superfoods brand. And I think they were uh, very much at the beginning, they were completely focused on growth. And it was just like, that's how it was prior to pandemic, right? Everyone wanted to become that unicorn. It was growth, growth, growth. And they didn't really look at their numbers and they didn't grow sustainably. And so when COVID happened, it kind of fell apart a little bit. And so we came in and we really cleaned up internally and really rebuild their incredible team that was existing, but that kind of had a different goal at that point. And yeah, looking at obviously at their CAGs, their overhead and bringing our team in for the distribution. And so just to reach much more people. And then the second acquisition, we were lucky enough to uh, acquire Chopra Global and the well-being experiences of Deepak Chopra's company. And right now, it's Deepak Chopra was always like a big visionary, and he's a great speaker, and he's inspired millions of people already, and have guided them on a health on their health journey, but they never were really focused on the business side of it. And so we are supporting the company to really raise their impact and build their product line, the licensing businesses. They have already some wellness spas, but really growing that as well. And so, yeah, we have a bright future ahead with those companies. How do you decide what companies you'll look at acquiring next? And how do you view what the synergy will be between all of the companies? Are you looking to, you know, reduce the cost of customer acquisition by being able to, you know, cross promote the brands through the, the network of portfolio brands that you'll acquire? So as like our business is really about like building this community of brands, we are really looking for opportunities across the portfolio that can act as like a rising tide. So increasing both the healing and business impact. And we try to unlock their scale through sourcing, the right sourcing and distribution and production and technology and looking into the consumer insights and growing their marketing. And we really help them set the tools and resources for these things. And when acquiring companies, we really have like, we really focus on like three things. It's like the purity, potency, and efficacy of their products. So for us, it's really important to identify, obviously, the high potential healing practices and products. But for us, it's really important that they have an ethical supply chain, that the founders are in it for the right reason, that, as I've mentioned, the the ingredients and the products are actually pure and potent. Because if you look at the current market, it's so saturated. There is such a lack of regulation Mm-hmm. As a customer, you don't really know who to trust. So we want to become this like umbrella where all the brands under our umbrella are rooted in science and research. And you as a customer can deeply trust in the product that you buy from the brands that we own. I think that is so important. I find especially with like vitamins, let's yeah. say you don't know, you know, what exactly are you putting in your body? And then it's like you go to buy one brand and then you find out they've been, you know, acquired by more of like a traditional 
pharma company and that the founders aren't there anymore and they're not, yeah, exactly. you know, doing the things they were doing before. And it's like, how do you know? Yeah. And to be able to create a company where you will have this, you know, trust that you know if you go, if it's a healing company brand that everything has been tested and it's it's real and you know that you're actually taking, you know, what it's supposed to be is so important. There's so much dusting in this industry. Like they put so much in the products that is not even on the packaging just to like fill the capsule. So, and especially in this industry where people like already need to have patience because nutraceuticals, supplements, especially, especially, they're not like this quick fix solution like pharmaceutical drugs are. So you don't feel it within like 10, 20 minutes. You have to really stick to it. And if you then have a product that has like, is not potent at all and is like as dusted or whatever, then you just sit there and you're taking it for months and months and months. And that frustrates people. They don't even see any difference. And that's why I think this industry in general, a lot of people don't trust it because of that, mm-hmm. because they can't feel any impact. They can't feel the impact it has on them and the benefits that it has, because obviously a lot of the products out there, there is not really inside what they say it is. What is the structure of the holding company, the healing company, and what members of the team are on the team right now? What are the roles that you have? So the healing company, we're like a pretty small core team. We have obviously our head of marketing, finance, who makes sure that every brand we acquire, they clean up their financials so we can really build up from a strong foundation. And we have a really strong team that obviously are in our advisors, um, for example, Stephen Bartlett from the UK, who really supports us with his team on the like storytelling aspect, the importance of that. And then obviously we have our CEO and me and content. And so we have like a really core team of the healing company that isn't big. We're like 11 people right now, business development as well. And we really spread our capabilities across the brands that we acquire because we obviously hope that at some point we no longer have to be inside of that brand because we like setting it up for success. And so we employ the missing people that are necessary in that brand to make it thrive. Can you talk about the process of raising capital to create this fund to be able to acquire these amazing brands? Yeah, sure. So we initially, so prior to really launching the healing company, we raised a small seed round of 10 million, which was mostly compromised of investors who believed in the vision and really wanted to support and at that point, we also we really relied on the relationships we had built at that point um, and also from our former businesses and our team. Um, and then in October 2022, we actually closed a 150 million credit facility from the I-80 group, which we're using to fuel the acquisitions, which was a huge success for us at that point because we were very much at the start and they also really trusted in our mission and vision. But I think looking back, it was a lot about trust and using the existing relationships we had with people. So I think that was really key to it because having a startup and nothing really in place yet, other than the big vision and mission, and maybe the core three people being the CEO, CMO, CFO, and then having people purely trust in our vision and being committed to that was quite remarkable. Up next, 
Learn how Annabelle manages investor relations and how she prioritizes her mental and physical health. With such a big mission, where do you focus your time at the company and how do you, what's a typical day look like? So, um, I focus mostly on investor relationships right now. So I obviously go out, meet a lot of investors, pitch our story, growing that aspect of it. But I am also very involved in every company that we acquire, especially that at the beginning, I'm supporting them very much on the content side of things. For the healing company, I'm board director, but I'm also working um, on our own podcast series, which is called The Healing Hour where I bring together and amplify the voices of experts and healers and entrepreneurs in this space of integrated healing. And I want to share their personal healing and health journeys because I've realized that every person that has created an incredible, powerful healing product or practice has their own healing journey and has went through a phase in their life that has brought them to where they are today. And so I really want to amplify their voices and that should become also like an educational platform for the healing company where people can tune in and learn about these different experts and integrated healing. So that's my core focus right now. For me, it's really key to, as I travel quite a lot, my morning routine is really key. And so before I even sit down and I do anything for work, I really prioritize my mental and physical health. And that means I start my day, day off with warm water and lemon and I do my yoga and I do my breath work and I do my meditation. And it might sound so much for people sometimes, but I'm like, I'm not doing this for like two, three hours. If I don't have the time in the morning and I don't feel like it, I really like tune in and I'm like, what do I need today? I might just do like a minute yoga, a minute breath work and a minute meditation. So it might just be like a three minute practice, but I do it and I prioritize it every single morning. I love that. It's definitely important to to have that routine, even if you just make it a couple of minutes. I was going to say before, Annabelle, when you mentioned your podcast, in our entrepreneurially community, we actually have a lot of members who have businesses like in the functional medicine space, in the healing space that have like healing food products. So Amazing. can definitely make some introductions yeah, for you that. to some of our members in our community for your podcast and, and platform too. Thank so, you. Appreciate it. We'll definitely follow up on that after Wonderful. for sure. I would love to hear if you could share some advice about the the process of raising capital. You've gone out and pitched for capital and you have all, you're also hearing pitches from, you know, founders that you're potentially looking to acquire and we do have a lot of members in our community that are either thinking about raising capital or currently raising capital and also knowing it's not like the best market to raise venture right now, but what have you learned? What have you seen? What's worked for you? What's not worked for you? Any advice you could share? As I mentioned earlier, for me, it's been really crucial to build a strong network of other entrepreneurs, investors, going to events and keeping up the communication with these people, even though it might not be immediate or obvious at that point, but there's always an opportunity in the, in the future. And I think that really has been something that I've learned quite a bit. And I also think that for me, I learned that it's really key to build a world-class and diverse team especially for us at the healing company where we didn't really have anything in place at that point other than the team. Investors always consider the quality and the diversity of your founding team, always. And I think it's so important to find people that 
complement and up-level your personal skills and expertise. So you need this diversity of skill sets. And one thing that personally really helped me was that I had to seek support and mentorship because I'm still quite young and I started this company. And obviously I always, I was like very stubborn. I always felt like I needed to have the answer for everything by myself. And it took me a while to understand that it's okay not to have the answer to everything. And I don't have to do everything. I need to get really strong in at what I am good at and find other people that complement that. And seeking support and mentorship was really key to that. And it was amazing to see how many people are actually willing and wanting to help. And so I think it's be vulnerable and don't be afraid to ask for help. It's so important. And I think that capital raising is obviously a journey. It's nothing that happens overnight. And rejection is so common. And it, I just have to tell everyone, like, please don't take it personally. I did it at the beginning. Every t- rejection, I was like, what am I doing wrong? And I think it's so key to just like learn from the feedback that you receive and take that forward and to really stay resilient and believe, continuously believe in your vision because that's, that's really key. And there's also such a power in storytelling. I really have learned that investors always want to be part of companies that they can really deeply connect with. So, yeah. I couldn't agree more with with what you just said. It's all about focusing on your strengths and finding people you can go to for advice and answers. And that's actually one of the reasons why we built the Entrepreneurista League to build this community of experts that people in the community can really lean on. How are you, who did you go to for advice in the early days and how did you find your, your mentors? So I would say like one of my biggest advice givers has always been my dad. He's been very supportive. He's a lawyer. So he had like all the nitty gritty that I had no idea about. He taught me. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I was always like, dad, I need your help. What does that mean? What do I do here? So he's been a great support since day one, which I'm very grateful for. But then along the way, one of our main shareholders of the healing company who had done multiple roll-ups already in multiple spaces, such as e-commerce and uh, in cannabis. That's how we were introduced uh, initially um, in alternative meat. So he knew pretty well this like structure. So he taught me how to set this company up. And obviously he was a big support in that sense as well. But then I was so lucky to meet, obviously, Simon Belsham, who's my co-founder of the healing company. And he had such an incredible background and he just taught me so much. And he taught me especially to trust in my capabilities. And that was one of the biggest fears I had finding a co-founder that, I don't know, maybe they wouldn't, like we wouldn't compliment each other. Right. Or I was too young and I wouldn't be respected. Or I, I did have like a lot of fears coming into this, but he was so like, empowering and supportive of who I was and what my strengths were, that he's an immense guide up until today. And I would say the team that we have built, also every day I learned something from my team, every single day. I just sat with our CMO yesterday and I walked out and I was like, damn, I already in like three hours, I learned so much from her. And I think that's also so incredible I just love this journey. I learn so much from every single person I meet, from my own team, from like experiences I have of leaning into fear and 
meeting investors. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm really grateful of like my journey and who I've met along the way and Deepak Chopra being one of them. He's been such a big mentor for me on a very personal level as well. So yeah, I'm, I'm a very fortunate person in that sense. Had you already connected with Deepak prior to wanting to start this business? Or was he just on your vision of who you wanted to ultimately partner with and you were able to go to him through starting the healing company? I think that obviously acquiring Chopra Global was like a dream vision of the healing company when we conceptualized it. But I actually built a relationship with Deepak prior to the healing company. And I think that was one that really opened this opportunity Because me and Deepak, we were just like deeply aligned on so many values in life. And he taught me a lot about my personal life. And I actually met him in a time where I lost my grandmother and she was like one of the most important people in my life. And I was so lost. I didn't know where to take my emotions. And I was just like really overwhelmed with that situation. And soon after I met Deepak for the first time, And he helped me in so many ways and guided me through this, that we had a really strong bond. And pretty early on, he then joined the healing company as um, chief medical advisor. And he's been really supporting us to build this company on a really strong foundation that is backed in science and research. And along this journey, we just realized the potential of the brand of Deepak and he has already helped millions of people in such an enormous way. And he has an incredible platform that we can continue building on to keep his legacy going as well. And we felt pretty early on, obviously this culture alignment with the Chopra team and that it was a really perfect fit for the healing company and that our mission and vision really aligned in helping billions of people live a more joyful, sustainable, healthier life. And so it just felt right. It wasn't even questioned. It was just, it kind of just like happened. And it just, for every, every, both of their company and our company, it just felt right. That's so awesome that you get to work with him. I actually heard him speak at an IIN event in Miami. I think it was last year, the year before. And, and he's incredible. So you're so lucky that you get to work with him. I'd love to hear more about your entrepreneur journey and any mistakes you're willing to share or lessons learned the hard way? Because as we all know, entrepreneurship is uh, tough. I think one of the biggest lessons as being an entrepreneur is really that nothing goes as planned. (laughs) I think that's what I can say up front. It's like, I always envisioned this to be like this perfect journey where you like plot a dot and it just like goes from A to B to C. But I really had to realize that, no, it doesn't work like that. And it's just really nothing. Whatever you set in your mind, it doesn't happen that way, which is great because you learn that you need to have a lot of resilience. You can take setbacks personally, and you should never lose trust in your vision. And I think that's something that obviously we had a really tough start of the healing company. We launched it or we started during the pandemic. Then we launched it when the Ukraine war happened. Then the market really situation got worse. We were like in the midst of a crisis trying to do something great. And it was hard, but our team, we were so deeply committed to this mission and vision of the healing company 
that we realize, okay, this is not going to be a sprint. This is going to be a marathon and this will take a while and we just have to stick to it. And yeah, and one key lesson I think as well is that I learned is that I had like lean into fear. I think that's so important. There's always something to learn on the other side. And I think as soon as you lean into fear, there is this growth aspect that is part of it. And so really using fear as a compass to where you need to go. And I was always like that one person I I loved staying in my comfort zone. And I really learned as an entrepreneur that leaning into fear actually gives you much more fulfillment than being in your comfort zone. Coming up, you're about to hear Annabelle's advice for how to step outside your comfort zone to grow. Do you have any advice or tips to share on how we can lean into fear and you know, when you're facing those moments where you're like, oh my gosh, I'm being, I'm stepping outside of my comfort zone. What do you do or say to yourself to just push forward? Because a lot of people will just say, no, I, I'm not going to do this or this isn't for me. So. Yeah. I think that obviously this whole meditation and the support I've received from Deepak has been of great help because I always, I learned that really the only measurement of success is joy. And so do whatever brings you joy. And if you have this moment of fear, what is the worst thing that can really happen? And if you really think about it deeply, there's nothing really bad that can happen. Nothing ever. And so I think it's key. If you always make sure that you prioritize your high principles and values, then the vibrations and the energy will just be on your side. And I deeply believe in that. And it might sound a little spiritual for other people, and I know that, but it's something that has helped me a lot in the sense that it helped me really ground and trust my intuitions. And I, and doing it a couple of times, you realize that really through leaning into this fear, you grow immensely. Mm-hmm. And you have like these jumps forward that you wouldn't have in just like staying in your comfort zone. As you know, from founding multiple businesses now there, and we were talking about this before, there's high highs and low lows, sometimes in the same day. And entrepreneurship is definitely a journey and can be, you know, physically and mentally exhausting and taxing just from dealing with all of the ups and downs. What recommendations can you share with founders who are currently on this entrepreneurial journey, but maybe aren't focused on their, you know, mental health and their physical health? Like, are there certain things that you've done to really like just get started in a practice to just make things a little bit easier physically and mentally? Well, I think one thing that I can share that I, that we implemented in the company very early on, we set really strong cultural values within the company. And so we prioritize us as humans first. So we're all humans first before we're anything else. And I think realizing that you cannot be like this workaholic and not take care of your mental and physical health. It just doesn't work. And if you set yourself on, like if you build yourself a strong foundation, it's much easier to be successful. And I really believe in that. And as a healing company, we decided that 
we would start our Mondays off with a meditation. And then we share our life priorities before we share our work priorities. So this should enable our team to really navigate around everyone's life priorities and what they have to do in order to be mentally Mm. and physically stable. And then we structure the work priorities around that, which means, oh, is there someone that maybe I can support with a project because they need an hour off, two hours off that day. And then we end our week with moments of gratitude. And so really looking back at the week, what are we grateful for? And then we have a little dance party at the end, which means just shaking it all off and just bringing this like moment of joy into the company. And it's been really, really wonderful. And it brings so much joy. And I think this like, it brings the connection in between, the connection between the team to a different level. And I just recommend everyone just to take moments during the day to just pause Mm -hmm. because I think that For me, for example, I use my mornings to meditate. I I know that a lot of people struggle with that. But don't underestimate the power of taking a pause during the day. And if that just means putting in your calendar three times a day, I don't know, 12 and 3 and 6 p.m. to just like having, using that moment to like wherever you are, just stop and pause and really get in tune with your body where you're at, how you feel, is there any discomfort? Do you need to get up maybe? Do you need to get a glass of water? Like just to be aware of how you feel and what you might need that you're suppressing because of the work that you're in or the product that you're doing right now or whatever. So I think taking these moments during the day to just pause are extremely Mm -hmm. powerful and shouldn't be underestimated. I love that. Definitely an important reminder. And I'm going to do that after this recording. So thank you, Annabelle. (laughs) (laughs) Annabelle, what is next for you for the second half of the year? I can't believe uh, it's the second half of the year already. It's coming up right now. What are are the plans for the rest of the year? uh, And what are you looking forward to? Uh, So for the healing company, I we're aiming to acquire another two brands this year. So we want to acquire 15 brands in the next three years. And obviously we're working hard on um, launch, soon going to launching the new product line of, of Chopra, which is going to be very exciting and really building the, the strong foundation and continue to scale the company and grow and find synergies between the existing companies already so they can support one another. And so we can raise the impact of each individual brand. And personally, I have a lot to be excited about this year. I'm getting married in September. So that's a, a big thing ahead that I'm very excited about. So yeah, it's gonna be, I'm gonna embark on a new chapter in my life. And I'm just really excited on just, the people I'm going to meet along the way until the end of this year. It's just in this industry, you meet so many incredible, inspiring Mm -hmm. people every single day. And also with my podcast, I get to interview so many incredible human beings out there. And so I just learn so much every day and I wake up every morning and I'm excited for what's to come. So 
the best feeling, really right? looking forward. Yeah. Best feeling yeah. when every day you're excited for what you do. And that's how I hope it is, is for most people. So thank you so much, Annabelle, for sharing your journey and story. And we're so excited to continue to, to stay in touch and see. I feel like there's so many synergies and collaborations with Entreprenista and our community as well, because, you know, we're all looking for how can we take the best care of, of ourselves? And Courtney and I are personally very into, you know, natural forms of, of wellness and healing. So love everything that you're doing. Last question for you, Annabelle. What does being an entrepreneurista mean to you? I think one thing that I said earlier is that an entrepreneurista means to me that you have to lean into fear to fulfill your dreams and that you should not allow anyone to tell you that your dreams are not achievable. And that really at the end, it all comes to joy Mm -hmm. and joy is the only measurement of success. So just enjoy the journey and you're going to be successful. It's so true. Annabelle, where can everyone find you and follow you for those that want to listen to your podcast, share all of the links and places to connect with you. Yeah. So it's a, the healing hour on YouTube where we got, where we're sharing it. And then we always share small snippets of our uh, interviews as well on our social channel on The Healing Company, which is the heal underscore co on Instagram and Twitter and on LinkedIn. We're also The Healing Company. Yeah. And personally, it's Annabelle Allman on LinkedIn, where you can always reach out to me personally as well. Amazing. We will be linking out to all of those in the show notes below. So for our listeners right now, head over to the show notes and go give Annabelle and her company a follow. Annabelle, thank you again for being here. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Courtney. And this was the best business meeting we've ever had. Hey, thanks for listening and leaving us a five-star review. We'd really appreciate it. And we'd love to stay in touch with each of you. You can listen to all of our latest episodes at entreprenista.com and connect with us on Instagram at entreprenistas. We'd also love to invite you to join the Entreprenista League, our private membership community for trailblazing women. You can head over to entreprenista.com forward slash the league. We'll see you there. Wishing you a productive week ahead. Mm